The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you needed. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home. Cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. News Talk 670 KBOI. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk 670 KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. I'm excited to be back in studio again Today, it's a beautiful Saturday. It looks like we're going to have a couple uh, nice days of weather coming up over the next uh, well, few days uh, before it gets cold again. I'm sure it's going to get cold and rainy again and we'll probably see some snow at some point. I am not a weatherman. I will not try to predict what will happen. I think we very clear on my inability to do that. But... Uh, there's certainly some things you can do. This would be a great weekend to do a little bit of work. I know everybody's probably getting ready for Thanksgiving, which is coming up in a few weeks. And, uh, you know, it's just the holiday season is approaching. And it's hard to believe that it's like almost there. Uh, and, you know, it's just there's so much stuff to do. But today's a great day to do some stuff in the yard. So we're going to talk about some of those things that you might want to think about or do. And uh, if you want to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. You can do that at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOY. I got a few little bits of news for you, a few things coming up here at Zamzo's. We did get a really big shipment of houseplants in on Thursday, and uh, there's a lot of really interesting plants on there. We've Found, uh, I think we mentioned it in the last uh, last week with when we had Christian on that we have a new houseplant vendor that we worked uh, with and have been able to find some pretty uh, some plants that are on the rarer side and some things that are kind of neat and different. Um, in particular, we've got uh, we got a lot of the pink pink princess philodendrons, and a lot of people have been asking about those. Um, I think, I feel like it's the only thing I've talked about around the office for the last few weeks because everybody, or the last few days, because everybody's been so excited and a lot of people are asking for it. And, uh, most stores did get some, I'm not sure exactly how many are left, but, uh, I know that there are some out there. So you can always reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. You can always email us zamzos at zamzos.com and we can track some of that stuff down for you. Um, so that's very exciting, but they also have a lot of other plants that are really cool. So if you're a houseplant fanatic, um, it is worth checking out. Uh, I think particularly like our Eagle store got a nice big shipment, uh, Federal Way, Fairview, State Street, Nampa, Overland. Yeah, they uh, even our Water Tower and the, some of the smaller stores did get a whole bunch as well. So uh, very worth checking, worth your time to go check out and see what happened. And they just came in, so they're real 
real fresh and real happy and looking really nice. So definitely check those out. Uh, lots of new houseplants. So we got that happening. Um, Christmas trees are coming in just a couple weeks. Um, they are scheduled to be here on like the 22nd or 23rd, just before Thanksgiving. It usually takes us a couple days to get them all out to stores, uh, but you should be able to see those. Uh, that week, uh, probably after Thanksgiving would be the best uh, option just because they'll get to stores on usually Wednesday and Thursday or Tuesday and Wednesday and they'll be unloading them and, and they'll need some time to kind of rest, I guess is probably the best way to say it because they come all wrapped up and so you got to take all the strings out and they got to have time to kind of open up so you get a really nice, uh, you know, get to look at the tree and see, find those things that you want. So we're going to have a... Have those here pretty soon. And speaking of Thanksgiving, uh, we are bringing back our Best Friend Friday event. Uh, we did this uh, a couple years ago, and last year we did not do it for uh, various reasons. And But we're bringing it back this year, and I'm really excited because it's a really fun event. It's really laid back, um, but we call it Best Friend Friday because... Um, you know, it's not the other. It's not the other name for the day after Thanksgiving, uh, and you know, you, you're working so hard for getting that Thanksgiving dinner going, and you might go do a bunch of shopping the day after. And this is like, you know, it's just laid back. You can bring your bring your puppy in, bring your cat in, bring your snake, whatever pet you have, bring it on in. We're gonna have a whole bunch of uh, discounts on pet supplies and things like that. And then we'll, we've got some dog treats. If you bring your puppy in or your, you, I guess you could bring your cat in if you want. Uh, we'll, you can get a free, uh, tag for them. We'll do a free engraved, uh, pet tag for them. And so it, and it's just, like I said, it's just really laid back, really easy, fun, you know, no stress. And, uh, you just get to walk around Zamzos and have some free snacks for your dog. And they'll usually have like some cocoa and coffee and, apple cider out there as well and you can pick up your christmas tree while you're there if you really like to pick up your christmas tree early i usually like to wait a little bit for my christmas tree although my family likes to get it really quickly so i kind of have to forget a few times to go get one because uh, usually becca will say hey bring a christmas tree home with you and i just have to say oh i forgot and now i the cat's out of the bag now she knows my my secrets so uh, but that's always a very exciting time when those Christmas trees start to show up. So keep an eye out for all that stuff that's coming up. we got a lot of fun things uh, planned, and uh, and it should be a lot of fun. So, hey, if you want to be a part of the show, I'd love to talk to you. Give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. Oh, one more thing. I will be off the next two weekends uh, because I will be uh, – doing uh, i will be taking a trip for thanksgiving so it's going to keep me out of the studio for a couple weeks so we'll have a few pre-recorded shows over the next two weeks but then after that i think the only thing that's going to keep us tripped up is uh i think christmas christmas is the only day i'm planning on not being on air after that so uh we'll have two a couple weeks off here and then we'll be back live in studio for the rest of the year pretty much so if you want to give me a call before I head out, I'd love to talk to you. You, do, you can do that at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Okay, I want to talk about a few things today. And uh, the first thing I want to really get into is uh, fruit trees. I was uh, you know, walking the dog out in the backyard, and 
you know, looking at my fruit trees and I was thinking, you know what, I'm, I'm probably supposed to be doing something about those right now. <laughs> I should, I should be getting out there and doing something. And today would be a great day for some of the stuff you might want to do to your fruit trees. So the first thing I want to talk about is, um, is some cleanup. Um, there's a lot of diseases that we, that just tend to be more prone. The, the fruit trees just tend to be pr- more prone to a lot of diseases, particularly like your peaches, um, your apples and pears, um, and cherries, not quite as much, but those other, uh, three do tend to get a lot of diseases, particularly for peaches. We get a lot of peach leaf curl. It's a very common disease for your peaches and for your apples. Um, there's a couple that can get into them, but the worst one is fire blight. So there's actually some work we can start doing right now to help prevent and kind of subdue those diseases and give those trees a better kind of jump into next year. And so you really want to make sure uh, most of them have probably lost at least most of their leaves by now. And you really want to make sure you clean all those leaves up. And if they had a disease in them, say you had peach leaf curl or you were dealing with some fire blight last year on your apples and pears, um, make sure you throw those leaves away. Don't put them in the mulch pile. Those are some of the leaves you don't want to keep around because those diseases will sit in the mulch pile uh, and they can tend to spread. They're still there. So sometimes it can get hot enough. You might be able to kill it, but that's that fungus can still persist or that bacteria for the fire blight can, can stick around. So you definitely want to on those. I really recommend throwing those in the trash, getting rid of them. Or if you're, you know, uh, if you can burn them, go ahead and do that. Just be safe with those, that situation. But Go ahead and take care of those leaves. Get, clean them up. Get them all nice and thrown away. Clean up all that stuff. And if you've got um, grass or uh, mulch that's kind of built up around the base of the trees, spread that out a little bit. Uh, cut cut the grass back. Um, just be careful you're not uh, cutting into the bark. But if you clean that grass back and pull it away from the bark, you should be able to prevent any bugs or disease from sticking around in that area because some of those things tend to like to enter in through the trunk. So you definitely want to clean that area up, but just make sure you got it all nice and cleaned. And you're going to, that's a kind of the first step into making sure that those plants are going to be healthy and good to go. We got a few more things to talk about uh, when it comes to your fruit trees, but if you'd like to be a part of the show, you can do that at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and we'll be right back. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Zamzo, and if you want a hobby that turns your yard into a nature preserve, why not feed the wild birds? At Zamzo's, we have everything that you'll need to attract the widest array of wild birds. That's because no store in Idaho has a bigger or better selection of wild bird food and feeders than Zamzo's. Our buyers are always looking for new and better bird feeders and accessories, including heated bird baths and waters. Did you know you can attract more wild birds with water than with food? Especially during the winter when water's hard to find. And keeping your feeders and bird baths clean is also very important, and the experts at Zamzo's can explain just how to do it. And when it comes to feed, only Zamzo's has a full line of wild bird feeds formulated just for the birds that frequent our area. And for a limited time, when you buy any Zamzo's wild bird feed, you get 30% off any bird feeder. So come see us now at Zamzo's. 13 stores to serve you, including State Street, across from the golf course. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. The Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays from 1 to 3 on 670 KBOI. KBOI. 
All right, we are back for part two of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie, and I am excited to be back in studio today. It's a beautiful Saturday. We've had some rain and some cooler temperatures, but it's really nice to have that that nice warm day after you've had those cooler days where the rain is still still kind of wet. Just I don't know. It just makes me feel it just makes me feel good. Uh, I don't know why. I just, I'm a weirdo, I guess, when it comes to that sort of thing, but. A uh, great day to work out in the lawn and garden, and uh, if there's some things that you haven't been able to get to, I think today's a great day to keep catching up on them. And uh, we're talking about fruit trees. If you've got fruit trees, we're kind of getting into some of the things you can do right now to keep them uh, healthy and, and, and prepare them for next spring. Uh, but if you have anything else you'd like to talk about, I would love to uh, answer your questions or, or chat about something. So give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Okay, so when we uh, as we went into break, we were talking about cleaning up your leaves, making sure you get rid of all your diseased leaves. Otherwise, if they're, you, know, you didn't have any disease issues, you can just throw those in the mulch pile and, and, and let them do their work in there. Um, the next thing you'll want to probably do is some pruning. Now, pruning can be a little intimidating, especially with fruit trees. I think a lot of times we, uh, especially, especially if it's not something you've done a lot of, um, it can be a little intimidating to start going in there and, uh, and cutting up your baby. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, you don't want to make the wrong decision. And for the most part, uh, you know, I want to, I'd like to take that off of you. you you're not going to ever really ruin the tree. Well, you could, but you, you would, I think, I feel like you would get to a point where you would realize this is too much. So the main thing here is that you're not the base rule of thumb for right now for doing any kind of pruning. And this will kind of relate to just about any of your trees, your shrubs or whatever else. Um, 10%. So look at your, your whole tree and, and kind of imagine what only about 10% of those branches are going to be. And that's the most you're really going to want to take off right now. You don't need to take off a ton of stuff. There are a few other rules when it comes to pruning, but that's kind of the basic one, the most important. As long as you stick to that, you're not going to ruin a tree. Now, when it comes to fruit tree, there's fruit trees. There are a few instances where you do have to protect some of the older growth um, and, and the newer growth just to make sure that you have flowering for the next year. So we'll get into that here in just a second. But I want to cover some of the other kind of general rules of thumb when it comes to pruning. This time of year, like I said, the first one is that 10% rule, only taking off about 10% at a time. And the other three that I tend to look at are you're going to remove anything that is broken, that isn't, maybe it hasn't completely fallen off and it's just kind of hanging there or just isn't in good shape. At some point in that, there's a break. You can actually cut that all the way out past the break, even if it's more than 10%. The other one is any branches that are crossing. So any branch that crosses and touches uh, another branch. You want to choose the the more dominant or larger branch to keep and prune out the other one, and you're going to take that one all the way out. So that kind of negates the 10% rule. But if they're crossing, what happens over the time over time is they they keep rubbing up against each other and they create kind of a sore there, and they'll actually open up a wound that can put you into different situations where you have to deal with diseases and things like that. And it also just reduces the structural structural integrity of both branches. So you want to take out the weaker branch or the smaller branch, typically the one that's going to be on top or, you know, one that's moving over. 
uh, and, and take that all the way out. The other one is any branch that is growing basically straight down. If it's growing down, that's not a, a, a branch that any tree needs because if it's growing down, it means that if it produces leaves, which it would, they're kind of wasted in energy because it's going to be underneath something else. So if it's growing down, take that all the way out. You can go right up to whatever main branch that is there and take that out. Now, there are some instances, particularly with your apples and cherries, where you do want to make sure you're looking out for those spurs. And those are not branches. You might think it's a new branch and it might be growing down. Um, but you don't want to remove that. So let's get into some of that stuff too. How you're uh, gonna kind of care for these when you're these apples, pears, your cherries, your peaches, it's kind of your basics as you're pruning. So your apples and pears are gonna be flowering and producing off of old spurs. So as you look across the branch, you're actually gonna see just a little kind of a. It's not, it's not, it's almost, it would almost look like not really a thorn, but kind of a bulge, um, that kind of comes to a little bit of a point. Um, but it's not like a thorn, but it kind of resembles one slightly. Uh, that's your spur. And if you cut the spur out, that's where it blooms. You don't want to take those out. So you want to be protecting about two to three year old spurs, uh, because they can be in between that time, they're going to be producing. So you want to keep as many of those on there. You may want to reduce some of the spurs, some of the number of spurs, but we'll, we can do that in spring. Um, and you, and you don't even have to take the spur off. You can actually just selectively take off the, any fruit that sets throughout the year. So we can deal with that part in the spring. Um, but then your apples aren't going to necessarily have spurs on your newer growth. Um, probably anything older than a year, uh, is where those spurs are going to start to come onto that fruit, those, those plants. So, uh, that younger stuff, you can take that back, keeping in mind your 10% rule. Okay. So that's going to be your apples and pears. You're looking for those older spurs. Just make sure you protect those. Now, cherries are kind of similar. They're going to be producing, um, off of two to four year old growth. So they're not going to produce as much on the growth that it had this year. Uh, and then next year. So you can actually take off some of that old, that new growth that came on this year. If you're trying to keep that tree, the trees overall height kind of down, cherries tend to really like to grow up. So you can actually be a little bit more, uh, aggressive with your cherry trees, keeping in mind, you don't want to take off, uh, too much, but again, you're looking at your newer growth and just make sure that there's some, something left of that newer growth. It can be, you know, three to six inches or so. Uh, but you know, sometimes cherries will grow a couple feet in a year. So you can, you can be a little more aggressive with your cherry trees. Now, peaches are actually going to grow on what they're going to produce next year. What grew this year? So those will be your old, the one year old, uh, branches are what are going to be producing next year. So really be careful with your peaches. If you cut back too far, you could be cutting back into where it's going to bloom next year. So really identify that new growth. It's usually going to, you usually can tell new growth from old growth pretty easily. The bark's going to look very different. Typically on your first year, uh, the growth that came on this year, it's going to be a lot smoother. You're not going to have as much kind of roughness or ridges to it. So Keep in, keep pruning in that new, that little bit, but don't, don't go too heavy. You don't want to prune off too much of that new growth, especially right now. Um, and you can even wait for your peaches to wait till they bloom and then do a little bit of pruning because then you really know where it's blooming and you're not taking out too much. 
Okay, so that's going to be kind of how you take care of your pruning for your fruit trees. Those are the big ones, at least. Um, and most of the time, like if you're dealing with some of those other kind of more specialty fruit trees, they're still going to fall into line with some of with these plants. Uh, you know, your apples and pears, uh, and your cherries and peaches. Um, most of them are really similar to those those that kind of core group. So you can kind of uh, paste and copy on those other trees if you've got some of those. Okay, so this is the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. If you'd like to be a part of the show, we're talking about fruit tree care for fall and getting those guys ready for next spring if you want to be a part of the show. If you have other questions, something else, we don't have to talk about fruit trees, uh, but if there's something else on your mind, I'd love to talk to you. You can do that at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Okay, so after you've done your pruning, the next thing... I think you're going to want to look at is uh, doing some uh, dormant spray because dormant spraying uh, can be done this time of year. And actually for some of those diseases that you might be encountering starting in the fall is uh, is a good time to start because if you wait till the spring, you know, there is still some dormant spraying you're going to do in the spring. Uh, but if you keep putting it off too far, you might kind of miss your windows. Now, the thing to remember is that doing a dormant spray right now is not going to say you will not have, like, that's it. You're never going to have a disease next year. Uh, but what you're really trying to do is you're reducing any of those instances of it happening throughout, uh, the next year. So doing a, a dormant spray now is kind of just continuing to set it up. In the spring, we're going to do dormant sprays. Uh, for bugs and disease as well. But right now you can really just kind of focus on the disease part of it because a lot of those diseases like to persist around those plants and you can tr do that spraying now to, again, start the process of reducing the instance of those funguses being around. Kind of the main ones you're going to deal with are uh, peach leaf curl, probably if you've got a peach. It's a very common disease um, and now is a great time to spray for that, uh, and if you've had fire blight in the in the past, um, it didn't seem to be fire blight didn't seem to be as bad this year as it as it was last year, and that was partly because we had no rain. Uh, fire blight is spread by the rain, and it's something that really can pretty be pretty devastating to your apples and pears. But we did not have a big issue with that this year. So uh looks like we need to go to a break. So we'll get into some more of this uh, dormant spray and some other fruit tree stuff here in a bit. If you want to be a part of the show, if you got other questions about anything else, you can give us a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670-KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzo, and it's already the second week of November. And if you've not put down your Zamzo's Recharger Fall and Winter Lawn Food, it's not too late. This is step five of our Zamzo's Lawn Program and is the most important one of the year. You see, your grass is rebuilding itself from the long, hot summer. And while it's still growing some above the surface, below the ground it's putting down deep roots, which is why Zamzo's Recharger contains twice the root-building nutrients of our regular lawn food. Then, Recharger's special slow-release formula feed your lawn all winter long so come next spring you'll have the first and greenest lawn in your neighborhood guaranteed or we'll give you your money back remember you can buy zamzo's recharger by the bag or as part of our annual lawn program and right now thousands of treasure valley homeowners are renewing their zamzo's lawn programs at this year's price so come see us because since 1933 when it comes to green lawns both now and in the spring nobody knows 
Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part three of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. And uh, if you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. You can do that at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. We've been talking about uh, some fruit tree care as uh, it was something that was on my mind the last few days as I was uh, playing with the dog out in the backyard and realized I hadn't done anything for my fruit trees yet. And I thought, you know what? We need to get on that. So let's start working on it and uh, we'll get it taken care of. So. Uh, when we left off in the last segment, we were talking about some uh, dormant care as far as uh, doing some spraying. And this is something you want to think about doing if uh, you had instances of like peach leaf curl or fire blight um, at any time. Uh, there's a few other ones that are a little, a little more, less common uh, that can tend to get into like your cherries and some other things. But for the most part, I think peach leaf curl and your fire blight um, – tend to be some of the more prominent ones uh, that we can do f- something for right now. And what you'll want to do after you've done, you want to do some pruning, you know, your light pruning first, because um, if you're going to go spray it, you want to prune first because then you're not spraying it and then trying to prune, right? So you're going to prune it off, prune, do your light pruning first, then go out there and spray. And you can use a backpack sprayer. You can use a little pump up sprayer. You can even use a hose in sprayer, depending on how big the tree is. Um, one of those, uh, tools should work to get that uh, that spray up in there. And what you're going to want to use is, uh, this time of year, you're going to use a spray, a copper spray. And copper spray is a really uh, is a really easy to use dormant spray. Um, it's it's organic, uh, so you don't have to be super worried about it. I mean, it is a you know a high concentration of copper, so you you know don't don't drink it. But uh, it is uh, very safe to use, and it's still organic, so you know you're not putting any chemical on your fruit tree and you know right now if you put a chemical on there there's no leaves anyway or any fruit so they would be all gone by the time you would be eating it but now is the time where you're going to want to spray that copper and then you're going to just keep in mind you're going to need to do some spraying additionally in the spring typically as it starts to warm up uh, there are a couple of times that you'll want to spray with copper although at that time of year we'll use some copper and we'll use some oil as well you can use an oil right now if you want as well you do have to stagger those springs um, so you can't do them right next to each other uh, but what the dormant oil will do is it will suffocate any bugs so if you've not had any issues with diseases but you had have had issues with some of the bugs particularly like your codling moss or uh, your flies that get into your cherries um, and even even borers on your peach trees. Um, you, that's, you can definitely spray with that uh, the dormant oil this time of year as well. And like I said, it's not going to be the last one you're going to do, uh, but it's going to help you start kind of getting in control of those issues. Particularly with uh, this is a good thing to remember if you have a peach tree, you do definitely want to make sure you clean up any of that litter around your peach tree. Uh, make sure there's, you know, the mulch is pulled back. I think I mentioned it earlier, but particularly for peach trees because that's where the borer on your peach tree will tend to come in. They come in from uh, the ground. So you want to make sure there's no place where they can hide underneath there. And make sure when you use that dormant oil, if that's what you're using, you spray top to bottom. Get the trunk, get, you know, even around uh, just the trunk at the base uh, can be very helpful. So don't forget to do all those areas after you've done your pruning. 
Okay, so that's going to cover a lot of it. The one last thing you definitely want to make sure you're doing for your fruit trees this time of year is feeding them uh, with some sort of fertilizer. I would really recommend using Thrive uh, just because... I always recommend Thrive. It's just kind of my go-to. You can use, there's other fertilizers you can use, but honestly, I've just found Thrive to kind of cover all the bases. And I really want to, uh, you know, I think I've kind of harped on it a few times this uh, this fall uh, because uh, we had such a stressful summer with the, you know, incredibly hot temperatures and, you know, lack of water. Um, it was very difficult for a lot of our trees and shrubs. And so they went through a really prolonged, season of stress, right? So our summer was just felt longer than it has in the past. And so they, they get stressed out the plants. And what happens is, you know, plants have this reserve of energy and they're using it up. They're using what they have and they're keeping themselves going. And if they've got drought and you've got, you know, heat and you've got these other stressors that come into it, you know, it's using up more energy to fight those things off and stay healthy and do everything that it can. And so this time of year, uh, the tree, you know, it might look okay, but if that reserve is depleted and there's not a lot of nutrient in the soil or enough nutrient in the soil to replenish that, uh, it can have a hard time through the winter, especially if you go from the, you know, a hot stress in the summer, like we had this year, if this year, this winter ends up being very stressful and we get a lot of snow and a lot of cold weather, um, that's another stressor. So you're looking at two different times uh, of stress that can be very depleting on those trees. So you really want to make sure you get that thrive, get some food into the soil so that those trees, cause right now they're still sucking stuff up. They're still getting their getting all those nutrients into the roots. Even if the leaves have fallen, it's still soaking up stuff. And you know, this rain has been just tremendous for it. So make sure you're getting that stuff into the soil, get apply your thrive or, um, the chicken soup for the soil would be another good one. And probably that might be your go-to for this fall because, with the amount of stress, giving it something that's a, just a little bit more uh, kind of supercharged, like that chicken soup, ought to be a great way to keep that uh, keep your your tree healthy and help it get all the way through winter. Because really, it can you'd probably get through the winter, but then you know it just kind of keeps going. You know, if it's not doesn't have enough through the winter and it really depletes it even more. Next spring, it's going to be even, it's going to struggle even more. And, and, you know, it just kind of compounds on itself as it keeps moving through season to season. So you really want to make sure you're doing some sort of fertilization for those fruit trees right now. And that's about all I have for fruit trees. Um, you know, it sounds like a lot, but really, I mean, it just depends on how big your, your orchard is. I've only got four trees, so it's pretty easy. Um, and uh, not all of my stuff needs to be pruned. I think only my cherry is the one that needs to be pruned because it's getting too tall. And uh, I'm going to have to take that one down, but the other, take it, bring it down, not take it down. I'm not going to cut out my cherry tree. It's still good. My, my daughter would be, oh man, that'd be horrible. Cause that's the tree that my daughter picked out. And today is her birthday. Think of how horrible a dad I would be if I cut down her cherry tree on her birthday. <laughs> that would be a scar for life. Abby, I'm not going to cut down your cherry tree. Um, so don't worry. Also happy birthday. Uh, I love you. 
Okay, so that's kind of fruit tree stuff. If you have other things you want to talk about besides fruit trees or my kid's birthday, you can give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. We've been talking about fruit trees, but we're going to talk about just about anything you got going on in the lawn and garden. Um, because right now, you know, we're kind of, we're, we're kind of ramping down. We're kind of getting done with some things, but there's still a little bit of work we can do out there. And today's a great day because it's not going to be so hot. Um, that, you know, you're going to overwork yourself. It'll be a really nice day to do some work out there. So, um, a couple other things we can talk about. I want to, we can get into, let's get into some other pruning. I thought I mentioned my, those kind of my main rules when it comes to pruning, particularly this time of year, you know, your 10%, you're looking at, um, anything that's crossing, anything that's broken or diseased and anything that's growing down. You can do all of those things right now. And you can even extend that into your other trees and uh, and shrubs. Shrubs are not quite the same, but particularly your trees, right? So your any of your big shade trees that you have or even your ornamentals, you can do some of that pruning. And I tend to kind of look at it this time of year. You want to make sure that you're cleaning for like access. You know, if you've got some uh, trees uh, that have low hanging branches, you know, and all those leaves have fallen in there, pruning it up so you can get underneath there and clean up those leaves, uh, you know, making sure those branches that, you know, might lean over the driveway or a little bit over the house, you can prune those things up as you're finishing up your mowing, you know, make sure that they're not getting in the way. And that's the kind of thing you want to look for right now, making sure that you're, you know, you're, you're keeping your property safe with those branches. You never know what the winter is going to bring here in Idaho, um, and you, you just want to protect your, protect your property. You don't want, uh, branches failing in the middle of winter. Cause that's, uh, not a fun time. You know, I mean, you know, doing it now can be a challenge. Think about doing it when there's like four feet of snow. I mean, that just sounds horrible. Nobody wants to do that. So take care of it now. You'll be able to do some of that. And when it comes to your shrubs, you can do, uh, I would stick to that 10% rule. You know, it depends on what kind of shrubs you have, but some of them, you know, you can go to town on like my, uh, butterfly bush. I probably need to take that thing out, but that, that butterfly bush on the side of my house is probably like a whole trip to the dump all by itself. That thing got massive. So going to have to take that down a little bit. Um, but some of your other ones, you know, if you've got your, your clippers or your electric clippers, whatever you have, you can just start taking those down. You don't have to take off too much. Just prune down about 10%. And then when it comes to your perennials, as they start dying down, you know, they're going to, they're all a little bit different um, and they're all going to kind of go in their time. Uh, but as they start to get to that point where they're browned out and they're da- dying, you know, sometimes, I mean, you can do it a little bit earlier if they're not quite there yet. But I always like to, anytime that there's green on it, that means that there's something still working. And so I like to let them have their time uh, to get as much energy stored up as they can. And then they'll kind of tell you when they're done for the year. So you can prune it up at that time. And for a lot of those perennials, you know, you can take them down to the ground. It all just depends if they're overgrown, um, you know, you can always, sometimes you can hit that reset button and uh, take it down really far and you never know. You might have a, an amazing one come back next year. So be on the lookout for those. Look, sounds like we got to go to another break. So we'll do that. If you want to be a part of the show, we got one more segment left. I'd love to talk to you. Give me a call 208 336 3700 or 1 800 529 KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. 
Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and I want to have a serious conversation about a problem we're seeing a lot of right now. I call it getting ED. Whoa, Callie, did you just say ED? Yes, Joss. It's an acronym for a big problem we see this time of year. ED, getting everything done in our yards and gardens before winter. Uh, Callie, I think that acronym is already being used for something else. That may be, but getting ED in your lawn and garden is a real issue. And I want people to know Zamzo's is here to help with a free printed checklist you can pick up now at any Zamzo's. It includes things like leaf bags, raking up your lawn, applying Zamzo's recharger, and renewing your lawn program for next year at this year's price. And that's just a few of the many things folks need to be doing for fall. So your idea for a free checklist is a good one. Let's do it. Great. Then everyone can get ED. By that you mean get everything done. Exactly. So come pick up your free ED checklist now at any of our 13 Zamzos. But Callie, can't we think of a better acronym? Who's not going to remember ED? <laughs> well, you're probably right about that. <laughs> News talk doesn't have to be boring. Weekday mornings at 5, it's Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI. All right, we are back for the last segment of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. You want to be a part of the show? We still got a little bit of time. You can do that at 208 336 3700 or 1 800 529 KBOI. We were talking about fruit trees today, um, but if you've got other things that's going on or have a question about something, you can still do that and get into a little bit more uh, fall stuff here. Uh, there's still plenty of time to uh, feed your lawn for the last time with Recharger this, uh, this fall. Um, if you're. Uh, if you haven't applied it yet, um, it's totally fine. We got lots of time. Uh, I want to make sure that you are still keeping your mower, uh, stepping your mower down. Keep remember, just keep stepping that mower down one notch each week as you're going towards your uh, the the end of the year here. Um, you know, it's tough to say when to stop mowing. Um, typically. Uh, once the snow is on the ground, that's a good sign. But there might be some other signs before that, you know, if it's just constantly raining and really cold and the grass just isn't growing anymore. But make sure you're stepping that mower down after you mow that lawn. Get that recharger down. Um, and when you're picking that up, consider buying that lawn program because you can still get uh, lawn program 2021 price for 2022. So it's a good deal to keep doing that. And uh, you can sign up at any time. So looks like we did get a few phone calls here. Let's go to Doug in Meridian. Doug, how's it going? Oh, good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Well, I hope you're going to have a good, uh, safe holiday. Well, I appreciate Um, that. I'm I'm going to Colorado next week. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, well, you as well, Doug. I appreciate it. Uh, I'll be, yeah, I will be off for the next two weeks, but I'm uh, gonna get to go see my family in Wisconsin. I've never been to Wisconsin. I'm gonna get to go see them and see my uh, my nieces and uh, my sister and brother-in-law, and it's gonna be a great time. So I appreciate that. You have a tremendous Thanksgiving as well. Okay, Doug. Watch out for all that snow back there. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll be keeping an eye out. All right, let's see. Let's go to Dave in Boise. Dave, how's it going? How can I help you today? Good, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Hey, I was just curious, when's the best time to prune Japanese maples? Uh, you know, that's a yeah, that's a good question. I would say, you know, kind of along with those some other things. What well, let's start with this. What kind of do you know what variety of Japanese maple you have? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> um, is it an upright? Like, do the branches go up and out, or is it more of a weeping one? 
No, it, it goes up and out. Okay, okay. So I would say for those, typically, um, you know, there's a lot of different varieties of Japanese maple. And for the most part, a lot of them are pretty similar. Um, what I would look at for a Japanese maple, is, is it very tall? How big is it? Oh, it's probably 20, 20 feet tall, something like that. Nice. That's a good-sized Japanese maple for around here. We don't usually see them quite that tall. Um, I would... Uh, what I would do for a Japanese maple this time of year, what I would be worried about is if you've got those branches that kind of create places where a lot of snow can build up. Um, because uh-huh. sometimes the branches of a Japanese maple in particular aren't as usually as thick as like your other maples. So I would look for some of those. Just kind of keep an eye out for those areas that could be potential areas for a lot of buildup for, uh, for too much weight and try to take some of that weight up. And you can do that now. Um, and really when it comes to a lot of pruning, I typically say like the best time is when you have time. And if you got time right now, I would do it, but stick to those rules. Don't take off too much right now and look for those other things, the crossing, the growing down, um, and anything that's already broken, but pay particular attention for your Japanese maple and any of those points that might be stress points where snow or ice could build up and potentially pull those limbs down because, um, Having a break on a Japanese maple like that can be really uh, devastating, especially if you got a nice one like that that's 20 foot tall. That's really, it's pretty rare for around here. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much for your help. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Dave, and uh, good luck with that one. That's uh, it's nice to hear. I had uh, reminds me of the Japanese maple my parents had growing up in Portland, and uh, man, we uh, we loved that tree. It was uh, pretty. I would say that Japanese maple is probably one of the trees that kind of got me into plants. Just remembering that tree, actually. That and my dad's rose garden. I don't want to remember the times where he made me shovel bark into the beds on, you know, that summer day when a five yards of bark showed up and phone call said, get it out there. <laughs> Kind of ruined that summer day. It was summer, though, so we had a lot of days. All right, looks like we got Tom in Caldwell. Tom, how's it going? How can I help you today? Yeah, I'm, I've got cannas that did great this summer. Um, I want to winter over, and I can't remember if I put them in peat moss or or do I treat them like gladiola bulbs. I would treat them more like a gladiola. You don't want to use peat moss can hold on to too much moisture. Um, it it, okay. it holds on to it very tightly. Um, and so while it isn't necessarily you know on the bulb per se, it's still around the bulb. You want something that's going to – not it's not going to hold that water so close because uh, rotting is kind of your big thing. So I wouldn't I wouldn't use peat moss unless it's a really dried peat moss. Um, I would stick to something more like a bark chip or a, um, you know something that's going to pull it away faster and 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 evaporate off. You know you know what I mean. Well, my glads I usually just dry out. Oh, you, know, you set, just leave them out. The, yeah, I you can. Them in like an onion bag. Okay, yeah, and you can absolutely do that as well. I think that's totally fine. Some pe- there's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, some people will, you know, pack them in like some uh, bark chips or something like that, and um, you can absolutely you can go either way. I just I would I would avoid peat moss. Um, okay. Just yeah, I think it it can be too. Uh, it just holds onto that water too much. Doesn't let it go away. So. So I can just stick just let the dirt dry and dust it off and. And yeah. Put them in an onion bag. Yeah, I think you'll be just fine with that. 
Okay, rock and roll. All right, Thank thanks, Carl. Yeah, thanks for the call, Tom. Hopefully, uh, good luck with those. I've not ever really been into keeping bulls bulbs from year to year. Um, I know my uh, some of my family is really into dahlias, and uh, that's one I've always always wanted big dahlias, but haven't ever got there. But someday, maybe someday. All right, hey, we're out of time. Uh, just a quick reminder, I will be off for the next two weeks uh, for Thanksgiving, so I wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. Stay safe, have fun, and uh, eat lots of turkey if if you're a turkey eater. Um, anyway, we'll talk to you again soon. Have a good one, everybody. Hi, this is Jim Zamzo, and if you have outdoor pets, backyard chickens, or livestock you need to keep warm, Zamzo's has what you need, like heated dog bowls with chew-proof cords that keep water from freezing. We also have floating and submersible stock tank heaters and pond heaters, and bird bath de-icers to provide water for the wild birds. For dogs, we have heated kennel pads, and inserts you can use to turn any bed into a heated bed for dogs or cats. Zamzo's also has heat lamps for backyard chickens and a huge selection of pet beds in all sizes, styles, and colors. And you may not realize that the biggest and best selection of premium dog food and toys and treats for dogs is not at some big box store, it's at Zamzo's. We've been in the animal nutrition business for almost 90 years and formulate our own premium pet foods. And when it comes to dog toys, no store in the state of Idaho has a bigger or better selection than Zamzo's. So come see us. Because since 1933, nobody knows like Zamzos.